Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, over-sexualized monster girls with various degrees of attractive features, broken haloed angels with emotional crises, perverts being prayed to be perverts, disturbing images, and what-the-fuck concepts. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Monger Review, episode 357, Interspecies Reviewers. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger Review. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope you guys have been doing well. I have been, well, for the most part doing pretty awesome, pretty great. I've got some great news, I'm going to get to that in a moment. But, beforehand, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectedly enhanced narratives. Now, what does that mean? Well, Every episode, we talk about one or two geeky topics. Since this is the manga review, obviously we talk about manga. We talk about the art style, the overarching plot, the characters, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You have to agree with anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, insightful, and most importantly, entertaining. You can find any of our earlier episodes at www.spireken.com. That's S-P-I-R-E-K-N. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N, and I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. If you have any comments or concerns, you can email me personally at zan at spiker.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. And finally, if you want to do something extra special, go to tinyurl.com forward slash helpzan. That takes you to the Apple Podcast site, and leave us a comment or a review kind of like putting a little tip in the chip jar and helps me get my spirits up so I can keep doing this podcast that we've been doing since 2008. But I guess that's it. So you join us. You have all the information. So let's get to it, shall we? Because I hope that all of you have been doing well. I'm doing amazing for one reason and one reason only. And what is that reason that I'm so doing amazing? Well, I've had to keep it under wraps for the last three weeks, but it is official. I can talk about it. And what am I talking about? Well, let me get on with it. Cut the suspense. So, at Anime Boston 2020, yours truly is going to be one of the feature panelists. Yes, Zan Spirekin is officially a feature panelist at a convention, and more importantly, it is my home convention now, Anime Boston. I am humbled and excited for the fact that I'm going to be there. I've got lots of content for the event, and to top it off, I'm excited to say that my secret project is going to be released at Anime Boston. That's where we're going to be selling it. Now, I've been hinting at a secret project for the last few weeks, and well, let me just explain. I've been working on a book. I've been writing a book which uses my love of manga and my love of cooking to create something really cool, a unauthorized manga-inspired cookbook. So I'm being inspired by various manga series and scenes involving food, and I'm creating a cookbook and with recipes that are very cool and very easy to make. I will be going more in depth on the book's information in the next couple of weeks. However, if I say I will be selling it at Anime Boston and I will be signing every copy that I sell at the con. So if you want a signed copy, go to Anime Boston. Check it out. Meet me. Go to my panels. Have fun. And I will be selling it online, but not yet. I just want to get some stuff fixed beforehand before I do a PDF version. I actually am doing a print version because... You know, print, it's just cool. Having an actual tangible copy is a little bit cool. But if you want to buy a tangible copy, I'll release more info in the weeks to come, all right? So now that that awesome news is out of the way, let's get to it, shall we? Because we've got some interesting stuff in our manga news section. Now, as usual, we're going to be talking about all the different things that are going on in the last week since we talked. And 
let's be honest, there is some crazy stuff going on. First off, 22-7 plus Alpha, the manga, is ending with their second volume. Now, this is a manga about idols who cross dimensions. It wasn't really released big in the U.S., so if you're not a fan, don't worry about it. Uh, the Golden Kamui manga is on one-week hiatus due to creator Satori Noda's childbirth. Well, Omenito Satori-san, congratulations, you have a child. Hope you do a great job with it. Um, the world is still beautiful. The manga is ending in April. And uh, now let's get to some of the licenses. Well, Seven Seas license. We swore to meet in the next life, and that's when things got weird. Rainbow and Black. What the font? A manga guy to Western typeface. The hidden dungeon only I can enter. Cutie and the Beast. Blue Giant. The roll over and die. I will fight for a normal life with my love and cursed sword. Light novel. And yes, no one maybe, which is a manga and a light novel. So Seven Seas is kicking ass with their licenses. Now, on... The publishing side of things, Tokyopop is launching a new romance imprint. I know, Tokyopop's still in existence. Let's get over it. However, this new imprint is going to be featuring new and existing work that includes Shoujo, Jose, Yaoi, and Yuri. And the age range is going to be 13+, plus and 18+. plus. So this should be kind of a unique experiment. Will it be good? I don't know. Uh, Glacier Bay Books is actually releasing a collection of indie manga. They're entitling it Gleolia. And it is going to be a 250-plus page English-language collection of indie manga with stories by Morita Rui, Yamakawa Nauta, Yosomachi, Ota Niwako, and various other artists. They're based on doujinshi, some are single, some are multi-stories. Um, However, it will be a limited run of 300 volumes. I think they're selling it online. Kind of cool. We're getting a uh, collection of indie manga that should be fun. I'll see if I can get a copy of it, and then I'll review it. Or hopefully they release a second copy. Uh, another big news is that Koichi Nagata, the creator of Heireki, which is about a bunch of delinquents in a school, released an essay manga entitled Jido Yogo Shisetsu de Sogata Orega Mangaka ni Naru Made no, or The Days Before I Grew Up in an Orphanage and Became a Manga Artist, approximately. Now, this is about Nagata looking back at the last 24 years of his life leading up to his career as a mangaka. And apparently he spent 11 years in an orphanage with his older sisters from the age of 4 on. And it's going to show how his life and career were influenced and impacted by this experience in his life. And that's kind of cool because it's a hybrid of the two. So I'm curious if it's like um, the ones where it's just all text with an image, like an actual just essay, or is it going to be a manga that's an essay? I don't know. If you've read this, let me know. Send me pictures on, or email me at zatspocker.com. Let me know. Um, Psyche Akawa is launching the Black Marriage manga on March 6th. And this is about a girl who inherits an orphanage from her late parents. But the problem is that's under threat of being shut down. So what could she do? In her desperation, a handsome man appears. He's going to save the orphanage. And he's going to save her from disaster. How? Through marriage. This sounds super cliche, but I'm intrigued by it. Speaking of new manga, Ayumi Kimura is launching a new manga on April 3rd about a two-pure relationship of a business couple. It's untitled right now, but it could be good or could be bad. Another person releasing a new manga is Hiroshi Motomiya, 
Salaryman Kintar, which we reviewed in earlier podcasts. On April 15th, he's launching a new manga that's actually going to be his first teacher manga. So I'm intrigued. I wonder how his teacher is going to be. I just hope it's not Teacher Kintaro, because I think he should move away from doing Kintaro being the everything manga guy. So now, finally, the last thing we have is that the Urzabet manga is ending soon, and Lovesick Ellie, the manga, ends on May 24th. So that's the news for the week. Uh, let me know which of those news pieces you're interested in, and let's get to the other part that you guys have been enjoying lately, and that is the release of the week. And just to let you know, these were the manga that were released on the 25th of February, because manga gets released on Tuesdays, and we got a decent amount this week, I've got to say. A lot of it is unique, and some are very strange. The big one I'm excited for is at the end, but we'll get to it. So we have Blood on the Tracks, Volume 1, the manga coming out. Classroom of the Elite, the light novel, Volume 4. Combatants will be dispatched, Volume 2. Destiny's Lovers, Volume 2. Dungeon Sword Oratory, the light novel, Volume 11. Goblin Slayer, Brand New Day, Volume 2. Happy Sugar Life, Volume 4. I believe this is the final volume, by the way. The manga is coming out. Inspector, Volume 11. Land of the Lushrus, Volume 10. Megas of the Library, Volume 3. Mashoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, the manga, Volume 10. Parallel Paradise, Volume 1. Phantom Tales of the Night, Volume 3. Raw Hero, Volume 1, which that one I'm interested in because Yen Press has been pimping out like there's no tomorrow. What is it about? I don't know, but I'm intrigued. Reincarnated as a Sword, the light novel, Volume 4. Skeleton Knight in Another World, the light novel, Volume 4. Sweat and Soap, Volume 1. The Ancient Megas Bride, Volume 12. The Devil is a Part-Timer, Volume 15. Toradora, Volume 9. Trinity 7, Volume 19. World's End Harem Fantasia, Volume 2. And World's Strongest Rearguard, Volume 2. Now, as I said, the thing I'm interested in definitely is Raw Hero, Volume 1. And Sweat and Soap. Sounds weird, but I'm intrigued by those two. I'll let you guys know how they are if they come up on the Wheel of Manga. Also, Parallel Paradise seems to be something that could be good. The fact that we're getting the last Happy Sugar Life, well, I wonder how it's going to end. I don't know. Someone spoiled part of the ending, and it sounds so convoluted that I'm like, I don't know. Because I really was not a fan of it. But, okay. Which of these mangas were you interested in? Have you bought any of them? Let me know. Zanspirekin.com. Email me or message me on Twitter, at Spirekin, or on Instagram. With which of these mangas you were interested in, which ones you bought, and or you can tell me which ones you think I should put on the wheel of manga. Cool, huh? So, now that we've got all that news, all that stuff out of the way, let's get to the thing that officially is the best part of this podcast, and I'm talking about the review. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated to be that we're reviewing a manga that was written by Amahara and published by Katakawa. Pretty much, Yen Press has released this manga in the States. I think two volumes are out right now. And if you buy it, shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. Uh, the original run was 2016 to present. There are four volumes, and this is, let's be honest, it is a perverted, just etchy, porny fantasy sex comedy and the title of this manga that i'm talking about is ishozoku ribuazu 
or as we know it, interspecies reviewers. So, to explain this plot, you could do it in one sentence. And because there's, they give you some legitimate reason why this world exists and all that, but you don't really care. Long story short, in a fantasy world, apparently prostitution is legal, and there are a bunch of like brothels that exist that are run by these girls called succumb girls. They're they're women of various species with succumbus blood running through them, and since everybody has different opinions on how the succumb girls work for them a bunch of perverts who would go to these brothels decided to become reviewers they rate their experience with the various girls and they post them in a local tavern and this focuses specifically on th four people you have a human named stunk an elf named zell you have a halfling named conchal and then last but not least is their newest addition Krimval, who is an angel who, when he came down from the heavens, he broke his halo, and now he's stuck down here. And this, quote-unquote, chronicles their adventures as they experiment with various interspecies relationships. Now, you may have heard about the series because of the huge controversy surrounding the anime series, because Funimation picked it up, and it's intensely more perverted than the manga which is a stretch to say because most times the manga is more screwed up than the anime this time they flipped it and when Funimation realized what this was they said oh shit we fucked up got rid of it banned it they're not releasing it and then a bunch of other companies are banning it and now all the hentai and perverts are saying oh you can't ban a series let's band together to make it the most popular series ever yeah so what can I say about it? Um, this is for the Monster Girl fan who w is not satisfied with just reading about the cute girl anymore. They've gone past Monster Misume of, oh, they're kind of cute, now just get a hug pillow and beat off. Now it's, we have to see them getting fucked. That's what it is. This is what this fucking manga is. It's just you see them getting fucked. It's Some parts are very like, okay, we're going to show them kind of make it, it's going to show them go in the brothel, then afterwards we'll see it shows their rating. The anime goes further and you actually see stuff going on. However, yeah. I think we've gone too far at this point. This is getting to a very disturbing point and just, yeah. I mean, I could talk about the fact that the anime series versus the manga, how the manga is not as perverted and it goes a little more into character development also certain characters who don't even show up in the anime are just used as sight gags actually have more pivotal points but let's be honest this is a manga about guys fucking various creatures and how they're done i mean it goes why it's good why it's bad to things which you never understand and i've got to say amahara is a sick individual because he had to actually come up with reasons why the ratings happened. And his descriptions for the rating, it's like, on the one hand, they could make sense theoretically if these things existed, but they don't exist. So you wonder, what type of deviant would even think of this? Now, when this was reviewed back in 2018 by Rebecca Silverman, she said that it, 
this aspired to be a sex comedy, but they left the comedy part out. And that is 100% true. It's not funny. It's just this is pervy. That's all it is. It's not like, oh, it's funny because this happened or because this happened or because the guys took a medicine and became girls. And then this isn't funny. It's just like, it's not amusing. It's just like, this should have been a doujinshi and that's it. This should never have gone past Katakawa's uh, board when they said, hey, we're going to be putting new series out and that's how we're going to release it. I mean, there's a rumor going around that the reason why this series was made is because they're trying to... uh, not influence, but they're trying to make people be aware that sex is kind of important in Japan, that you need to have sex, and this was supposed to be a gateway to that. But that's not it at all. This is just... This is just straight-up etchy dreams that doesn't even try to be porn. It doesn't get to the point of porn. It's just like, yeah, we're going to get to a certain point and then describe and then go away, or we're going to just come up with ideas of how this works. And... Is fucking garbage. Let's be honest. It's not intriguing. It's not engaging. Honestly, this should have fell under the radar. And, like, you compare it to other Monster Girl stuff, it's even then, it's just... It's not good. I mean, yeah, a lot of them like, oh, the girls are fighting over the guy, or this or that. But you have comical situations going on. Or uh, the study of Monster Girls, which is just about a teacher who's learning about the different monster species. That does it better. There are series that do this better that don't have to rely on the we're going to make this a sex comedy and then fuck up on the comedy part. I mean, if you were trying to make this good, that's good. This seems like Keiko Kamen. Like going to a guy saying, I'm going to make a fucking stupid series that shouldn't even work and I'll get fired for it. And then they say, oh, we like this. Keep going. And he's like, I don't know what to do. This is a gag manga. This seems like this was a joke that they came up with and then they were forced to make more but then because he's a sick individual he made it even more crazy so yeah i'm gonna have to give this uh take it to a priest purify it and burn it this is a piece of shit you take it to a priest purify it burn it and then piss on the ashes this is a garbage series ignore it just find something else honestly i think you should try to just look for something better something more interesting There's got to be something more interesting, anything more interesting than this. And I may get some hate mail for this. I may, because someone's like, oh, you didn't understand. Trust me, I got where everything was going. I understood all the little differences with the characters and how they made them unique and the whole concept of certain beings have higher mana rating than other ones. That's just, you got a piece of shit and you're going to cover it with some gold. It's still a piece of shit. You know, there are elements that could work theoretically, but it's too little too late. The patient's already dead. You, you, yeah. So, that's what I'm going to say. That's all I can say about this series. Uh, I could talk about how I tried to describe it to Greta and she got confused, but now I'm going to. So, I'm done with this review. If you do disagree with me, send me an actual concise email not just the you didn't get it give me reasons why you think this is a good thing and you can email me at zaninspiker.com you can check out any of our other reviews where we have hundreds of other ones with much better topics you can find them all on www.spiker.com on spotify on stitcher on apple podcasts or youtube and just look at them find them read them enjoy them listen to them and 
follow us, subscribe us, and now let's get to the part that so many of you are waiting for. That part that's so fun. That I'm talking about that one, that only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. We've got some great ones. We've got some terrible ones. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin it. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we're reviewing the next episode, episode 358. And I have put in some very good stuff, some highbrow stuff. And I'm hoping not for another crappy series, but we're going to wait and see. That was a good spin. Number two. That's a relief. It's not the worst thing possible. It's decent. And what am I talking about? Well, in the next episode, I'm reviewing Boku Ben. We never learn. A manga about a tutor who has two girls that want to do something completely different than what they originally were supposed to do. Is it good? Is it bad? Well, next episode I will let you guys know how I feel about it. And I think that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I know that was a little bit of a rant for this manga, but it was bad. But I am happy to do this. I loved reading manga, and I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a great day. I've been your host, Zan. I'm Gonzo. Catch you next time, and keep reading manga. See ya.